Hello, fellow creators and digital enthusiasts. Welcome to As a Creator, a podcast where we dive headfirst into the fascinating minds and stories of the coolest and most innovative individuals shaping the creative landscape on TikTok and Instagram. I'm your host, Charlotte Trucarton, and I couldn't be more stoked to kickstart this journey of discovery and inspiration alongside all of you. Today we are talking to Aaron Miller, a fitness influencer who has 250,000 followers on Instagram and goes viral in almost every video he posts. Aaron has mastered the art of connecting with his audience, and this has helped him work with companies like BSN, TLF Apparel, and launch his own online coaching. Before we jump into this episode, we are going to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, Char Charms. Go and make your water bottle fun and functional. Shop at charcharms.com. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hello, Erin. It is so great to have you on. Welcome to As a Creator. Woo! I'm happy to be here. <laughs> awesome, Erin. Well, it is so nice to have you on. I know it's been so long since me and you chatted and we met a couple years ago when we were working on the BSN and ON Optimum Nutrition team together as campus ambassadors. So it's been quite a while since we reconnected and it's been so cool to see your journey grow as a fitness influencer. Um, so I'm really excited to hear kind of how you grew in that and did, if it started with the ONBSN stuff, did it start before that? So I'm really pumped to get into this conversation, hear a little bit about yourself as a content creator, your strategies, your goals for the future. So let's hop right into things. And I would love to hear about when did you start your content creation journey and why did you even start it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy. And first of all, I re- was that a couple years ago when we met in Chicago, right? It was, was it a couple or was it like three or four? Or I think I it was know. like 2021. 2021? It was after COVID? No, pre-COVID. So 2020. 2019? 2019, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this was before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, it's been a while. Um, It's been quite some time how this content creation evolution has just just basically just changed the course of my life, honestly. Um, but yeah, how I started, sorry, just getting sidetracked, but cause I haven't seen you in so long that I'm like, Oh my gosh, last time I saw you, we were in Chicago. Yeah. Um, content creation wise, I started in 2017 and I didn't have any followers at all. I mean, I, I started in 2017 just because I had gotten injured from lifting in general, just bad form. Um, and I had to get surgery because I got hernia, which so it's just like very random, right? Very like, what the heck? How is this even starting off? Um, so when I got surgery, I had lost all of my muscle mass that I had accumulated from like maybe a couple years of lifting. And I was really sad about that. I was really distraught about it. Um, and I would see all these fitness influencers posting things like that, um, like of uh, this is how you do correct form. This is how you do uh, the proper exercise and this is how you eat correctly and things like that and I just was kind of like inspired that somebody could kind of teach other people how to do it the right way because I was doing it the wrong way apparently and I had hurt myself and I had to get surgery and it was really um, something that affected me on a, on a deeper level so I was like I want to approach content creation in a way where I could help people but with a sense of credibility and not just like kind of wing it and and post things that 
necessarily I think work for me. I want to make sure that I can help other people because everybody is different. So I went to school at UCF for kinesiology, which is exercise science. Um, and so I decided to make that my major because I was just most passionate about fitness. And I actually wanted to become a physical therapist. That's the whole reason why I chose exercise science as like the base foundation um, because I didn't really necessarily want to be a personal trainer growing up. I didn't think that they were going to make any money. So um, I wanted to pursue physical therapy. So, but as that foundation of exercise science, that was something I was passionate about learning about. Um, I would take what I was learning and post it on Instagram. And that's what I would do because I felt very confident in what I was saying because this was information I was learning at the university. This was stuff from my professors. This was stuff from the textbook and I enjoyed it and it helped me. So from recovering from my hernia surgery, I was learning the correct form, the correct ways of biomechanically how to perform exercises, how to breathe correctly. Um, I know this is like a whole, like a, a mouthful <laughs> of a story, but um, it's just all of that accumulated into me kind of creating that foundation of my page. Um, and so I just, I just posted and let me tell you, like when I was posting, I was getting no engagement, like literally zero. And I had no followers. I didn't tell anybody about the uh, fitness account that I had created because I kind of just wanted to see what would happen. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like it so always I, starts that way. Like you want to start yeah. something, but like kind of keep it low key and just see what happens. Because once yes. you put it out there, you're it's on the line, right? Like you don't know if it fails, exactly. like that's you. Um, exactly. Interesting. So you started, you were posting stuff you were learning, which I think is such a smart way to start. Were you, what were you starting on? Were you on TikTok? Were you on Instagram? I mean, yes. were you posting reels yet? I don't even think reels yes. were a thing yet. Yeah, no, no. So reels were not a thing yet. Um, this was only on Instagram. TikTok was not a thing. I think TikTok was still musically. Um, oh my TikTok God. <laughs> was not on the radar yet. Um, so I was just posting pictures on Instagram, like literally like freaking bathroom selfies, like yeah. literally bathroom selfies post-workout. And then I would like share like my perspective as to nutrition philosophy of what I do or or what would what I was learning at that time or the science behind macronutrients and how that can apply to your physique goals, things like that. Um, and I would just post that, but I wouldn't tell anyone. I didn't tell my friends. I didn't tell my family. This was something I kept near and dear to my heart because you know, if it failed, I, I just didn't want to out like speak that to the world and be like, oh, by the way, this is what I'm doing. And right. Then, since you have no followers, you have no credibility, people are just going to shoot your dream down from the start. So it's like, I'm just going to do me. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I don't need to deal with the extra shame. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to do me, you know, and that's what I did. And, you know, for about two years, it really I was just like an ordinary account, but I was posting for fun because a lot of people at my gym at UCF were like fitness accounts. Like a lot of people were recording and posting pictures. And I thought that was like very um, interesting to see. I was like, oh, wow. So this is pretty like a welcoming community. The, the, all these people who were posting that kind of stuff wanted up becoming my friends. Um, and so it was pretty normal at that point to just kind of just be posting mm -hmm. fitness stuff. And like we would just support each other's stuff. But nobody had followers at this point. We were all just sure. posting to post because we liked it. Just maybe one day, maybe we'd be a, a, a gym shark athlete or something like that, you know. Right. But and so <laughs> n now you have almost 250,000 followers, right? 
Uh or more than that. Yeah, you're right around that number on Instagram, which is amazing. Um, I personally think Instagram is way harder to grow than the other platforms. So Uh huge kudos to you. What has changed with your content creation? Like what took you to that 100,000 and then 200,000 mark? What is it about your content? Yeah, so I was just posting literally the same content that I posted when I started to blow up. But before, it, it was just like, you wouldn't even know if this was the right content post. It just was, uh, I, I honestly feel like there was a little bit of luck factor into it mm-hmm. because it wasn't like I was posting every day. The algorithm was completely different. Um, I do remember specifically the day that one of my posts did blow up because, I mean, you're always checking to see if you're growing. You're always checking to see if this post hit the explore page. And I remember I actually did a expo at Europa, which is like a bodybuilding convention for like nutrition um, and supplements and things like that um, in Orlando. And so Optimal Nutrition, I worked literally for like three days on this Europa event, handing out what was the drink that we had for Optimal Nutrition. Do you remember what it was? Amino Energy. Amino Energy. Amino Energy and a little like uh, cake cake bites oh cake bites oh those were yeah. so good i miss those those were so good and i was jealous because i'm i'm team bsm but they they needed extra staff in orlando for optimal nutrition so i had that whole expo that next day i posted a swipe workout and it it went to like a hundred thousand reach for the very first time and but granted was, all it was a carousel post it was a carousel post mm. and all of my posts before that were also like carousel posts and they were also um just the same type of content and it was nothing different it was just like boom randomly Hmm. we're deciding to push your content on this day interesting that day i gained like a thousand followers and i remember that so when that happened i was like okay i'm gonna post more swipe workouts that's what i'm gonna do for sure i posted another swipe workout another thousand followers from that and I was like, what? This is unreal. I was like, this is all the take. I'm like, this is some, this, 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 this isn't making sense to me. I thought it was like a fluke, you know. Okay, for sure it's not going to happen on the next one. Uh-huh. The next one, 1,000 followers. And I swear, for a year straight, everything I posted, I gained 1,000 plus followers. Some posts weren't even swipe workouts. They were just pictures. They mm-hmm. were just motivational, physique photos. Um workouts but not all the same but i started to see what people liked based off of the amount of likes based off the types of comments and i would just kind of replicate that type of content over and over again and it always did well and i was like i'm just gonna keep riding this wave until it it doesn't gain me followers or if if i don't gain traction with it um but for a year i i I was gaining thousands of followers so i i went from around 3,000 followers from before the the post blew up to 100K in a year. That is wild. And now are you doing different types of content? I mean, I I see a lot more reels on your page. Mm -hmm. Um, You're still in the fitness stuff. Mm -hmm. So how have you you made the change from carousel posts to reels? And what has reels done for your growth? Right. So I feel like we were all kind of forced to adopt reels into yeah. our um, strategy of content. I, was, I wasn't I was really so crazy about reels because I knew that carousels was working so well for me. And I think as if you're following a workout, it's the easiest thing to follow because you can just swipe and go back to it versus like a reels. You have to just watch the entire reels over again if you're watching a workout. 
Um, I just think that that's just not practical when you're like following a, a workout. Um, so I didn't love that, but I was like, okay, it's a new feature. I'm going to use it. It's Instagram's new feature. They always promote, um, and reward those who are using their new features. So with reels, I just started kind of like, um, adopting things that I would do on my story. So on my story, I would do more personal things. I would talk more to the camera. I always made sure to talk to the camera on my story because that's how, um, you kind of connect with people and that's how other people can kind of see you more as a, a source of credibility just just as a human being in general because mm-hmm. if you're just posting pictures with text like it's not really as authentic as it could be and you can't really connect and i mean me personally i'd rather see somebody who's talking and i can actually feel their energy and be like okay this person's legit versus like somebody who's just hiding behind the camera um and posting their most aesthetic photos which is text or if it's just you know those cliche motivational things it's like are you really a person or are you like a, a robot or is all this mm-hmm. chat gpt at this point <laughs> right know? exactly but, um yeah so as i would do those stories i would see what would work well and i would take those types of stories and turn them into reels Interesting. so i would do i don't know if you remember but i would do like pre-workout freestyles yes so, yeah. yeah i do <laughs> yeah so i people love that and it's just like something i would do with my friends and my friend at the time uh jay sean he was my workout partner and we would both like do like little pre-workout freestyle raps in the car and we would record each other i don't know we just thought it was fun Uh i mean we weren't trying to be like the next big thing or anything but we just we just found it enjoyable so we would share it because we were pretty decent at it and people loved it and i was like Mm -hmm. you know what i guess i'll just keep doing this make this like a freestyle friday type of thing it had some like it was like a thing that people could look forward to um, and so I would post it on Reels. So question about that, um, kind of what you mentioned about the stories and talking on the stories. I think this is something that is not talked about m- enough, is that connection to your audience. And I think you did a really good job with it as you did grow your platform, because I've been following you right since 2019, so a long time. So I've seen you do the talking on your stories. How do you feel like that impacts your engagement with all of your other um, posts and all your other content. Just going on there and talking on your story, does, do you think it helps? Yes, absolutely. I think that if you're not talking to your story, that you're seriously diminishing the connection that you could be making with your followers. And if you're selling a course or if you have any sort of services that you're going to be uh, offering your your clients or these potential clients, like th- that is what's going to basically have them go over that that barrier that's holding them back so that they can trust you um but you're not doing it for the sense of like okay i'm just showing up for them to trust me you know it's like you're just being yourself Mm -hmm. and those that resonate with you will resonate with you it's not like you're trying to be like a salesy type of person and some people are like that but i feel like those are the less successful types of people and then another question on that is how could you tell what stories were successful so replies um people who would Mm. actually type out replies and it was actually thoughtful responses versus just like those quick emoticon replies like yeah you can get hard eyes and laughing faces and like yeah those are good engagement but if you actually have people like write out sentences to you it means it resonated enough for them to actually tell them what tell you what they think you know wow i love that i think that's so important and that's something that tiktok doesn't have Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can comment on someone's 
TikTok post. But I think mm -hmm. that connection to the creator on TikTok isn't necessarily there, right? You can't DM them or DMs are much more limited on TikTok. And on Instagram, it opens it up more to actually get to know whoever it is that you're following. Would you agree right. with that? Do you have any comments on that? Yes, I will say that TikTok does have a, in my opinion, a more interactive live. Mm, and I think mm -hmm. you can definitely yeah. <laughs> testify to that. Um, and the lives just go crazy, like the reach at least, and the, the amount of people that can uh, just comment and you can reply to them. I think that that is something that is unique to TikTok. And Instagram tries to do that, but I don't see it really reaching the level that TikTok has. Um, and I think that TikTok wins in that aspect of connecting mm -hmm. with their audience versus Instagram's um, stories and the replies. Like, I think that that's, that's where it's superior as well, though. Wow. I didn't even think about TikTok Lives. That's like a whole really? other thing. Well, yeah, because I did TikTok Live for Charge Arms for quite a while, and I loved it. But the reason is because TikTok is pushing the live to the For You page, and people are on the For You page for the most part. On Instagram, like, you, the only live that you have will get pushed out to your followers. So only your followers are going to see that you're going to, going live. And mm -hmm. other than that, it's not getting pushed to anyone else right. to watch. That's so true. I think the, the bandwidth for an Instagram live is much smaller than a TikTok live. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you have a preference for TikTok versus Instagram and where you see your content most going viral? Yeah, so definitely Instagram has my heart for sure since day one. Um, I just, I find it to be the most intuitive platform for myself. I know what my audience likes basically. And I feel like with TikTok, I have around like almost 100K on TikTok. I don't feel like my content reaches my audience at all. I feel like, again, it just reaches your For You page type of deal. It's not necessarily all of those followers are going to see your content. And Instagram, same thing. Not all of your followers will see your content, but um, uh, a lot more of your followers on Instagram will see your content than your followers on TikTok, at least in my experience. So um, I that's how I feel about that. Okay, interesting. So I kind of want to switch gears and talk a little bit about your content creation process and what that looks like. So, right, like, let's think about the people listening to this. Maybe they're aspiring content creators. They want to be an influencer. They want to have 100,000 followers. What does it take, right? So right now you have oh, 250,000 followers on Instagram. How much time are you putting into that every single week? What does that process look like? Well, I think it looks different now than it used to, but now you definitely got to put some time into it for sure. Um, it, it's more competitive than ever now. And I think that it goes into the, your intention behind it as to what you want to do. Do you want to entertain? Do you want to inspire? Do you want to educate? Um, kind of figuring out your why that'll kind of help you create the foundation as to how you approach your content creation process. Um, at the core, mine was to educate, but then it kind of evolved into more so just me being me, but also having like the educational aspect, the entertainment aspect, um, and, and also the motivational aspect. So with those in mind, different types of content, you know, they, my creation approach to it is different. Mm. So with education in mind, sometimes speaking 
may be better with the words on the screen. Sometimes if it's a motivational thing, maybe you have one of those like movie quotes um, with like the cinematic uh, surround sound type of thing going on with some slow motion, some shirtless pictures, whatever it is. That's like gym <laughs> motivation, you know, at its core. You know yes. exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, you know, you got that. And then maybe you got like skits or like the funny voiceovers Mm -hmm. so those are like super relatable um and just easy to do like you can just i mean it's not necessarily easy to do it'll become easier with practice but um you can always hit uh repeat and record a million times if you have to uh to get your lip syncs right and things like that but um it just really depends on what resonates with you and maybe like you see a creator and you just want to recreate something like that and that's how i do it mm-hmm. i'll see something that resonates with me and i'm like that was hilarious i could do something like that but i'm not going to steal their idea i'll just kind of use it as inspiration to create something else got it so okay let's say are, are you making are you going to make content today uh i already have some pictures to post so okay i yeah. okay so, so today's already, like a picture yeah, day yeah <laughs> Earlier this week, um, on one of your reels, how much time do you spend on one reel? It depends. It really does depend because some reels are super, super in-depth where I would say it takes up to, I would say like two hours if okay. it's a really like tedious one. But usually, I would say around like 45 minutes to okay. an hour. Yeah. But, but you're putting like, time into it. Like yes. this is this is effort. It's it's taking time out of your day to film it and edit it and then post it. Um, do you have any strategies for choosing a posting time on Instagram? Oh man. Well, they love to tell you to go by your analytics. That's <laughs> right. They love, they love to tell you that. <laughs> um, I I personally don't even <laughs> I don't even know what to believe at this point to be honest with you because they change all the time and, I, and when they tell you the new news I try the new news it doesn't work I'm like I don't know what they're talking about whatever I guess I'll just do it because that's the last latest information I've heard and I don't I don't see any difference so I think whatever is the most sustainable for you to post you yes. should do it that is for sure the answer because 100 t- percent. <laughs> there's no way and i've tried and i have even had like a whiteboard to tell me what i need to do i got my little manifestation thing like you know i'm gonna hit 300k on ig i'm gonna post every day at 12 p.m and what it really set me up to do was be disappointed <laughs> because i couldn't necessarily change how my day was structured because how it already is structured with I have different client and check-ins because I do online coaching. So I can't necessarily change how that operates to change how my content creation schedule is. So it's kind of like all over the place, right? Yeah. Um, so I'll post when I can and I find that that's better than killing myself to yeah. try and figure out I got to post at 12 p.m. every day because sometimes it doesn't happen and then I'm stressing out mm-hmm. and then I'm forcing content that doesn't need to be forced and now I'm sacrificing quality for just posting at the right time and I'm telling you even when I did post at 12 p.m. which was my time I didn't see any difference yeah I completely agree with you on it People are going to tell you 5 a.m., 5 a.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 11 a.m. on Mondays and Wednesdays, 6 p.m. on Saturday nights, 9 p.m. on Sunday. Like, I hear all of these and I'm like, just post whenever you can. Like, post when you can stay consistent with it. So for me on TikTok, it was I was posting every single afternoon, 
5 p.m., 6 p.m., 7 p.m. And now on Instagram, I'm every day around lunchtime, like whenever that happens to be for me. But I think it's whatever helps you stay the most consistent. That is what's going to work best for a posting time. Um, Follow up question to the posting and like when you choose to post, do you have a strategy for choosing sounds or choosing cap, like how you're going to do your caption for your TikTok reels? Generally, yeah. Um, I would say sounds, well, for Instagram, they say to go by the little arrow, shows the little trending sound. Um, I've seen that that may not always be the best case depending on how saturated the sound is. So if you have the arrow and say there's 700,000 reels, that may not be the best sound, even though I have even selected sounds with the arrow that have very low amount of reels and you'd expect it to be pushed because it has the arrow and it's low. You're like, okay, this checks all the boxes and it could be a super low performing reel. And now you're like, okay, is it the content? Is it, what is, what is it? And it's really hard to dissect and pick out what is the key component to what helps the reels perform well. Is it the sound? Is it what you're saying? Is it because the caption was too long? Is it because your mm-hmm. your words went off of the screen a little bit? Or like, what is it exactly? So there's so many different factors, but I would say sounds. I don't stress about sounds anymore mm-hmm. as much as I used to. And I think that they made more of an impact, I'd say about a year ago than they do now, at least in my opinion, in my experience. Got it. Okay, very cool. I mean, I think Instagram is a whole different ballgame with sounds than TikTok because yes. with TikTok, the trending sounds are everything. And on Instagram, yes. it's just like a nice background noise to have. Yes. Um, okay, yes. very cool. I love everything that you said about that. Now, with your content creation and with your growth on Instagram so far, I kind of want to talk a little bit about your monetization and what that looks like because I feel like usually – People aren't going into their content creation with monetization as the priority, right? They want to share or educate or inspire. And then eventually you're like, I can make some money from this. Let's try it and see what happens. So what did that look like or what does that look like for you now as you monetize your Instagram? Right. Yeah. And, And, you know, I didn't even know how to make money. I mean, I feel like nobody really knows when they start to gain following, um, especially when this happened around 2018, 2019, there wasn't a lot of information out there as to how to go about making money. Um, I really just learned from other friends that were influencers. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to name drop them, but he has this one guy, he has around like 400 K followers. Um, and he was telling me, exactly how to negotiate with clothing brands and mm. with um with supplement companies how much money i should be getting paid for the uh the amount of reach that i had the amount of engagement that i had and i was like really so you're actually getting paid for this i'm like i'm out here just freaking getting free clothes and i thought it was the greatest thing of all time um and free supplements but you you're telling me you're getting paid thousands of dollars per month on top of free clothes i'm like what, what no one told me this okay i didn't know so and and here i was you know signing contracts not knowing what i was doing but as you start to learn you begin to leverage yourself mm-hmm. um in understanding your your analytics and showing a, a brand and pitching yourself as to how you're helping them and they know that you're helping them for sure. They just want to see if you can articulate it to yeah. them because if you can't do it, then they're just going to give you a, a crappy deal basically. Right. Um, and that's really where it goes to um, up. To, it's all up to how you negotiate 
and knowing what your value is. And um, there's people who have less followers than me that could be getting paid more than me. And it's just about what are they bringing to the table and how do mm-hmm. they price themselves and what is that company's budget for that? Um, but so, yeah, it's it's definitely a, a process and it's something that you learn with time as to what is the, the market value for what you bring to the table and what is acceptable and, and what do you value as yourself. And for a long time, I think with a lot of creators, we all value ourselves pretty low because we don't think that we could get paid for this, but you really can. And I'm, I'm talking a lot of money. Um, and, <laughs> You're and it's right. Crazy. You are right. The creator economy is new, but it's growing massively. And people are literally looking to their influencers to see what to buy. So influencers have a massive influence, right, over their followers and the different types of products that they should be purchasing. So right now, tell me, who are you working with right now in terms of brand deals? So right right now I'm with TLF. So right now you can see it, boom, right here. TLF-Miller, use that code for 15% off. But uh, I've been with them for two and a half years and I love them, they they treat me right. Um, I love their clothes and I resonate just with that whole brand as a a whole. Um, And and are you, oh sorry, on that, are you a brand ambassador? Are you like a sponsored athlete for them? Yes, sponsored athlete. So um, I get paid stipend on Got top it. of a commission with my code. So that, I mean, and I think that you could be an athlete and you have different terms as well, but that's that's for my personal setup, yes. Okay. Um, and then I'm also sponsored by BSN Supplements. So you know Ooh. BSN, yes. And um, they take care of me as well. And I've been with them for... It's ever since before I had a following. So you can only imagine how my contracts have evolved over time. I was getting paid minimum wage as a college ambassador, yeah. just like you were, you know. And um, and then I became an athlete, and then things changed, and, and here we are today. So, Wow, that is so yeah. cool. Okay, so do you make more money from your brand deals or from coaching? So it just depends. So definitely, well most of the time for sure coaching um but for brand deals that's just a sense of security so like mm. so for like coaching wise you may not always have the same amount of clients every single month but when you have brand deals that you can negotiate for like year long contracts maybe two year long contracts that gives you a sense of security as a creator versus like a lot of creators they don't have year long or two year long contracts they kind of just are waiting for the next brand to hit them up and to do a a stagnant post for them maybe get a couple thousand dollars there but like when you have a salary that allows you to have that cushion as a creator to then focus on what you want to bring to the table like entrepreneurial wise so like for coaching so you have no ceiling with that but say coaching went you know it you just maybe you stopped coaching you still could have a livable income and a a, a very nice income from just your sponsors, depending on how you negotiate. Hmm. Okay, cool. Because I think that having your own business um, to push as a creator is huge, especially if you have a large following. And then you can kind of leverage all those brand deals and sponsorships and partnerships. So I think that's such a smart way to do it. So tell me, Aaron, what are your goals for this next year? I know we're like halfway through the year, so we still have six plus months left. What do you see for yourself with your content creation? Are there things that you want to change or try or do differently? Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, I always think 
of just I always want to grow, obviously, and and people always want to hear like a number, like oh, what do you, what, what exactly specifically do you want to attain? And it's like I just want to continue with with passion what I'm doing. I think that's a good goal because I feel a lot of the time we feel burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to enjoy what I do. I want to enjoy what I post. I want to help other people. I want to make more money. Obviously, I want to reach more people. Um, and I think that all just boils down to being consistent with that work ethic and um, being passionate and knowing your why when you post. Because if you don't, you're going to get burnt out. You can start comparing yourself. You can be like, what am I doing? I don't belong here. I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I should go get an actual job. You know, <laughs> Start going through all that stuff. But um, no, I, I could not get an actual job at this point. Just absolutely not. <laughs> right. We've never had a taste of it. Like I, no. I've never had health insurance paid for by a job. So it must be nice (laughs) (laughs) right it must be but we've never like had that taste of what a job like actually is like so i think being able to take that risk early on and dive into the real deep end of taking the risk on yourself is such an invaluable skill that we can lean on ourselves and know that like we are the ones that are growing ourselves and growing our personal brands and like we make it happen. So I think it's so awesome that you're doing that. Um, I'm sure that there's only growth for you in the future to work for bigger and awesome brands and continue with the ones that you love. Um, So I end every podcast with the same question. So Erin, in one sentence, what do you believe is the essence of being a successful content creator? The essence of being a content creator. Okay. I think it's creating from the heart as cheesy as that is. I mean, I think it has to resonate with you. So, um, I would say create from the heart or don't even start. (laughs) There we go. A little rhyme in there for you. There you go. I love it. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. No, it was an honor. And, um, I love that little backdrop you got there too. You're looking super Thank official. You. Yes, yeah, of course. And, Sponsored by Charge Arms. Yeah, and I see what you're doing on on Instagram. And I tell my girlfriend all the time. I'm like, do you see what she's doing? She is killing the game. I'm like, she's gonna be on Shark Tank before you know it. So hell yeah. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And if you enjoyed the show, please give the show a follow and a rating. Also, follow as a creator on Instagram at as a creator. See you guys next week. 